Will you outlast your money? Do you stay awake at night worrying about providing for your family? Are you making the right decisions about your investments? There are many life-changing decisions that arise and questions you want answered when going through divorce or after you've received your settlement. This is the Financially Ever After podcast, where you'll hear stories of women like you and get advice from the industry's top professionals. Here's your award-winning and nationally recognized host, Stacey Francis. Welcome to Financially Ever After. I'm Stacey Francis, your host. And today we're going to be speaking with Mia Poppy. She's the founding partner of the law firm Poppy and Associates and is an author as well. She's written both a book called Hashtag Girl Power and a mini book called Unbreaking Wonder Woman. Mia grew up in the heart of South Carolina and she's the granddaughter of a sharecropper. And as a young girl and throughout all her life, she has learned how to make lemonade when life gets you lemons. She's going to be talking to us all about divorce and in particular, her six-part series called Anatomy of a Divorce. She'll go through the six-part series and share with you how you can gain access to this series on her website. And it is a gift to you without charge. She has a fantastic matrimonial firm. And one of her monikers is relentless advocacy for her team. She has so many accomplishments, but one of her biggest and proudest accomplishments is being a mother to five children. I have two and my hat goes off to Mia let alone being able to build a unbelievably successful career and unbelievable successful law firm. She's one of the most generous people I have met and has such great insights and wisdom. And make sure you stay to the end because she shares with something called capital in your cupboard, which is interesting. All of us have capital in our cupboard, even if we only have $50 in our bank account. And if you stay to the end, Mia will tell you how you can find just that. So thank you for joining me, Mia. It's great to have you here and let's get going. Mia, I'm so excited for you to be here. And today we're going to be talking about the anatomy of a divorce. And I've really been looking forward to talking to you, number one, because I I really respect you. You're probably one of the most likable people walking on the face of this planet. But also you've been through divorce too. And you have not one, not two, which I have two children, which I feel like is a lot. You have five amazing kids and you have an amazing career as a matrimonial attorney. So number one, I just want to say a great big welcome, but I'd, I'd love to hear about your experience, both professionally and personally. And, you know, if we can also, again, just talk about what an anatomy of a divorce really is, because you have some really interesting thoughts on that. Stacey, it's, of course, wonderful to be here with you again on your your podcast. We were together on an episode that aired in December 2019 on leveraging your covered capital. And so as I talk about the anatomy of divorce, it's going to play off of covered capital. So I'm so excited. And what do I mean when I say the anatomy of a divorce? Well, I've created a six-part video series, and it's titled The Anatomy of a Divorce. And by The Anatomy of the Divorce, I basically break six parts of the divorce 
process. And that is the divorce process from the perspective of the person going through divorce. And so my six-part series, which your listeners can listen to and find if they go to my website, which I believe you'll make available later, but the six parts or the six steps are number one, facing the fear. Number two, I talk about divorce psychosis, which is the temporary state that most people going through a divorce go through. And it's just, you just, they see in very lay terms, you lose your mind. But the good news is it's very temporary, very temporary. Part three of the six part series is your children. Part four, I talk about the players. And, and that's a unique part for, for divorcing people to listen to because usually they think it's me and my spouse, but really it's you, your spouse, your lawyer, your spouse's lawyer, the attorney for the children, the judge, the judge's law clerk, and the New York state legislature, which sets divorce laws. So I talk about those entities and those persons in the series talking about the players. And then I go into the financials. Financials is part five. And we'll talk a little bit about that today if we have time, the financials. And then Stacy, my favorite part is moving on to your real happily ever after. And that's what I talk about in my part six, moving on to your real happily ever after. And one of the realities of life, Stacy is that that real happily ever after is tied in to your financial freedom, your financial wherewithal, right? And your attorney is very, very helpful, your divorce attorney, in making sure that you are correctly positioned to have a real happily ever after because you're hedged in financially and you're making, you're going in the direction of making smart financial decisions. So Mia, I love this, you know, laying these out in a six part series, do you move through these different areas in a certain way? Like when does divorce psychosis happen? Does it happen when you're just contemplating divorce? Does it mean when you're in the throes of it? Like for our listeners, everyone listening today, ladies, we're going to make sure that we have Mia Poppy's a website in the show notes. So make sure you check the show notes and we'll have a link so that you can see a little bit more about that six-part series. So my two questions. Number one, do you go through these phases in a certain way, in a certain sequence? And number two, if you're interested in listening to the six-part series, do you need to listen to it one through six where you're building on it? Or can you jump into certain topics that, that are more relevant to you? Oh, thank you for those questions, Stacey. So the six phases are not sequential. Okay. But with that, I must add, it's been my experience and my observation that everyone who is faced with the divorce, part one, fear, that typically raises its head as the first part of the process with everyone. Yeah. But the other parts that we mentioned, you know, some people go through divorce and everything is looking amicable and they never come in contact with the other players. They never come in contact with the court or the court's attorneys because everything is going good until it's not. 
right? And so, so it's not sequential. Fear comes up at the top. And let me tell you, if you go through the divorce in a right fashion, and there is a right fashion and there is a wrong fashion, Stacey, just like with everything in life, right? You know, do you have to wait till you get to the end of the process to go into your real happily ever after? No, you can do that on the front end. Most people don't, but yes, it's very, very possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I think that that's really important of going through divorce in the right way and divorce in the wrong way. And can you give examples or just describe like what do you consider the right way and clients that you've seen really do it the right way? And what do you consider as the wrong way? Okay. So let me speak to the right way in a very gender specific fashion. So I'm speaking about the right way for women. And prior to almost five years ago, my my business was probably 85% men, 15% women. And at about four and a half, five years ago, that completely inverted for a lot of different reasons. I have a lot of different speculations, but it completely inverted. And now almost, you know, most of my clients are females. And so what I tell women is, listen, this is the absolute truth. Dr. Gray did not miss it when he wrote the book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. Mm-hmm. We be the sexes, the genders. We think differently and we also act differently and we respond differently. So when one of us as a, as a woman is thinking, oh, this is going to be amicable, you know, we both love the kids. We're not going to fight over stuff. You know, we're going to really take the high road. Well, what women frequently don't realize is the high road means something different to men and women. It's generally likely that the high road for a man means winning. And I'm not saying that in a derogatory fashion, but the high road for men generally means winning. I'm winning, right? The high road for women usually is a communal type thing. Oh, we're all singing Kumbaya and I'm going to go to my ex-in-law's house for Thanksgiving dinner, right? So how to do it right, women, is to recognize and don't be in denial that men are from Mars, women are from Venus. And so how do you, how do you navigate that correctly as a woman? Get yourself a team. So recently, Stacey, last week, I was asked to speak at a conference, and it was a conference for women going through a divorce or thinking about a divorce. So I spoke about this, and I kept saying, you must have a team. You must have a team. You just must. You got to tap into a team. What is a team? A team is a divorce coach, a divorce support group. It's your attorney. It's an accountant. It's a divorce financial planner, right? And so one of the women after the conference wanted to schedule time with me and I scheduled time with her. And she said, you know, Mia, really, I heard you, you know, talk about get yourself a team. And she goes, I agree with everything you're saying, but if I'm going through a divorce, I'm trying to conserve money. I'm not trying to hire all of these professionals, right? And I looked at her and I'm just going to say, Jane. And I said, Jane, please take it from me as a 57-year-old woman. You cannot afford to not have the right professionals 
watching after your interests. So if you want to talk about money, women, we must learn to think about what we can't afford. Listen, you know, women, we're going to live longer. Science tells us that. So Stacy, a woman can't afford not to have a financial planner or financial manager map this out for her, uh-huh. right? Also, I promise I'm not saying anything derogatory. I'm just saying factually. You know, if you're an 82-year-old male, you really might remarry a 50-year-old female. And in doing so, you might be marrying somebody who has a lucrative career and there's more money. But it's not likely as an 82-year-old woman that you're going to marry a 50-year-old male who's still in the workforce. Like the money is very different. The implications are very different. Yeah. Also, listen, how do you do it rightly? So you, you hire yourself a team. Why do you need a team? You need a team for financial planning. You need a team to kind of direct and quarterback you. This is what you need to do with your money. Because believe me, you need a, a financial planner and a financial manager is going to say, listen, it looks like when you're 95, you're going to still be kicking and strong. So I need to make sure you have money, right? Also with the team. So we, we need that. We also with our team, we need divorce coaches. We need therapists because let me tell you, the greatest gift that we can give our children is the gift of being their rock. And listen, I've been through a divorce. I know how tough it is, right? And, you know, have I fallen apart? Heck yes, I've fallen apart. But let me tell you something. Every time I've ever fallen apart, Stacy, I've never been, out, been able to stay on the floor with my face in the floor crying for long. You know why? Because I got a team around me. Whether that team was two girlfriends saying to me, Mia, get up, wash your pretty face. We're going out to dinner now. Or, Mia, get up, stop thinking about it, turn your mind off, we're going to this great new yoga studio I just found. That's what I mean by a team. Yeah, you know, and I love I love how you share that too, Mia, because when people say you need to get a team, the first they think, you know, of course, like your matrimonial attorney, but you're very smart because a team is much more than that. A team is, of course, someone to help you with the numbers, but it's, having friends to be there to help pick you up when you can't quite get yourself up off the ground. It's having a divorce coach, a therapist. And I agree with you. And I I love your advice that you need to be your rock for your kids. And I'll be honest. I mean, I think we struggle with that, whether you're going through a divorce or not. I mean, we, everybody's living through COVID and every single person has a traumatic story that's listening to this podcast and having that amazing gift of being a rock for your kids. That's the most amazing gift of all, right? Because they know mommy's going to be there. Mommy's going to be there. And the last thing you want them doing is worrying about you. And, you know, I'll tell you, I'll just share with you, I'm not even going through a divorce. My life is pretty peachy clean. Of course, COVID is hard for everybody. But, you know, my son came and he's like, Mama, I think you're working too much. And he's 14. I said, okay, can you tell me more about that? He goes, you know, Mom, I just, I worry about you and I don't want you to get sick. And I know sometimes when you work too much, you get sick. And Mia, that for me was such a, 
I mean, number one, right? Heartbreaking. And the reason why it's so heartbreaking is it's true. It's true. But it made me sit up and realize, and I'm getting teary-eyed about this, but like, I need to be his freaking rock. And you know what? If I don't take care of myself, if I don't have a good team around me, I am not going to be his rock. I'm not going to be able to be there. And so what you're saying is so powerful. And I, I feel like as women in general, we just, we pick ourselves up and we soldier on. We soldier on and we just kind of keep on putting our feet in front of each other, which is right. But there's a point when you also need to make sure that you can still have the energy to do that. So you've talked a little bit about the six steps and the all of those different pieces. We've talked a little bit about the right way to go through divorce and the wrong and, and really understanding that the way that women think, it is very different than men and that our way of going through divorce the right way is usually to come out as whole as possible. Whereas for some men, they're looking at it more as like a win-lose proposition. You also talk a lot about fear and you talked about how in the beginning of the process, it's often there that the face, the fear that you talk about, how do we face down our fear and keep it in check and work through it? And I have seen that that fear, it's definitely there in the beginning, but often pops up, right? It's almost like, you know, when you least expect it pops up and how do you advise your clients to face it and be able to make friends with the fact that there's big change and that it's very frightening? All right, let me just say this. So as, as a matrimonial lawyer practicing in Manhattan, I try to avoid sounding metaphysical and so yogi-ish. But listen, with fear, I want to just give an acronym that many people know, false evidence appearing real false evidence appearing real yeah it's it's so Hmm. precise in a divorce action because when you're going through a divorce stacy your mind starts racing yeah your mind races to all of the fearful what is so like all of the things that you're most afraid of it becomes a real possibility in your mind right and it, you repeat it and repeat it because really what fear is trying to do is trying to paralyze you because when you're paralyzed, you can't engage that team. You can't help your lawyer help you, right? Fear is very, very insidious. And so what do you do about that? So this is where I hate this sound so metaphysical, but you have to learn to just sit through the fear, sit through it, sit through it. And while you're sitting through it, Know in your mind that this is false evidence appearing real, number one, and know that this divorce action will not be the breaking of me. It will be the making of the new me. So just sit with it. And when you sit with it, you will see, huh, you'll see, you look at your clock, it's it's 10 o'clock at night, huh, I sat through this debilitating fear all day and I'm still sitting here. It didn't kill me. Yeah. I went and I looked in my children's bedroom. They're still there. They're all whole. The police didn't come in and take them away from me. I mean, the the fears that people have. So sit with it. And then each night as you're 
meditating. I said, I hate to sound so metaphysical, but I have to go there, Stacey. I have to. When you're meditating each night and still in your mind, you just think, nothing happened to me today. Now, was everything comfortable? Did everything feel good? No, no, probably not. I would love to have a day where, where just the whole day was like that, but it's not happening. It's not happening to any of us. So just sit with it. And that's something you must do every day. Every day, you must practice sitting in the fear and taking an awareness. It's not taking me under. I'm not disintegrating. I'm not going up into the ethers. I'm still here. I'm still whole. I'm still intact. My eyes might be a little red and swollen, but a cucumber will resolve that, right? Nothing too dramatic. So you practice that every day. You practice sitting through the fear. And then when you're doing your evening calm down or meditation, you reflect on the fact, Stacey, that you're still here. And did it feel good? No, probably not. But that's okay. Yeah. So, you know, so much of fear, and I love the acronym that it's false evidence appearing real because there's so many, I mean, our brains go there. All you have to do, Mia, is just turn on the news, right? Like you just have to turn on the news. And my God, you can, you know, start to see us as a a, a fascist country if you're not careful. But one of the things that come up over and over and over again from women, understandably, and you talked about this in your last podcast, was money. And you talked about a really awesome concept that I would love to chat more about because it's awesome called money in the cupboards. What does money in the cupboards mean? And I'm I'm never going to look at the cupboards in the same way. Like that's where I put the dishes and the glasses, but now I'm going to be looking in there for something else, a little something, something. (laughs) Stacey, maybe you hide your Skittles or M&Ms in those cupboards. Well, how did you know my problem is Skittles and actually they're not hidden anything like this is really embarrassing for Halloween. I had to purchase candy corn, not once, not twice, not three times. I had to repurchase candy corn five times because what ended up happening is I kept on eating it, the children's candy corn, and they were going to get no candy corn for Halloween. So what we do is we actually, we don't even bring it in the house because what happens is it doesn't matter where it's hidden. I will find it. And if you don't tell me where it is, then I'll be like, I will take video games for the rest of your life. Where are the Skittles? (laughs) It's not good. It's not good. We all have our cross the bear, Stacey. We do, we do, we do. (laughs) So don't judge me. But yeah, I mean, so like, tell me, someone who has like $50 in their bank account or maybe $500 or $5,000, whatever whatever it is, how is it that money is in their cupboards? Tell us like, how do you convert that capital into money? So this is something I love talking about. So the woman who, you know, two years ago, there were millions in the bank and today there's $50 in the bank account. And she would say, Mia, what do you mean there's capital in the cupboards? There's nothing. And so I'm so excited to talk about this. And I want to bring it really practical because divorce has financial consequences. And frequently after a divorce, our economic or financial lives are not what they were. But women, I'm telling you, you can not only recoup, but you can go to a financial place that you weren't before. So cupboard capital, there is money in those cupboards. So Mia, what do you mean? Let me tell you what the capital, the money in your cupboards is. You know that great idea that was always churning around in your head when you were married and running your kids to the soccer field 
and then to, you know, asphalt green to go swimming and all the stuff that we were doing. And maybe our spouse was the breadwinner. And we, our responsibility was to do this enormous job of managing the household and raising children, which is incredibly heavy lifting, right? And so now you need to bring in hard money, right? So that great idea, that's your money. Stacy, please, I don't want anybody to overlook the fact that your great idea is money if you will take that affirmative step to convert that great idea into a tangible reality. And also, you know that hobby that you love, those things that you make and you create and all your friends come over and they say how beautiful it is? Or you know your spectacular house that you had and everybody who came to your spectacular house said, how do you have the eye to do this? Would you come and would you do my house in the Hamptons or would you do my apartment? That hobby, that's your capital. Because let me tell you something, people like Stacy, people like me and so many of us others, we will pay you hard cash to come and bring your decorating ideas yeah. to our houses and our apartments, to bring those ideas for window treatments. That is hard money. Also, that cause that you love, that nonprofit that you've always dreamed about starting, right? Those coats that you want to disseminate to, you know, New Yorkers in the wintertime, that's capital. Because let me tell you, you're doing that altruistic good for altruistic reasons. You want to help. But Stacy, I'm just saying this as a lawyer. You know, the reality of it is, is when we are running these nonprofit organizations that serve the public, emphasis on serving, there are contributors and somebody has to head up the board. Somebody has to head up the operations. And I'm telling you, as a woman, I don't believe that any of us should be laboring in any way and not receive compensation for it. So while your nonprofit is doing incredible good, you know, listen, I'm telling you, you know, potentially if you're going through a potential divorce, if you have this good that you've always wanted to do for the world, that's your capital. And yes, you should be paid for running that organization. And maybe if you're not paid for running it, maybe that organization should be paying some expenses. But Stacey, let me just tell you, at this point in life, I believe that women, when we are working in any fashion, that there should be compensation attached. And I'm telling you women, stop being afraid to ask for money. Stop it, stop it, stop it right now. So when Stacy calls you up and says, oh, you know, would you come over and spend an hour in my apartment? I really want to do all new window treatments. You should happily send Stacy a invoice after the fact because you were happy when you were giving these ideas and pulling out your measuring stick and measuring her windows, right? So that passion, that hobby, that's capital. And, and Stacey, let me jump to the last thing. I'm so excited to say this. This is the last thing about what, where's that capital, Mia? Hustle, your hustle. You know that grit that we have in us? You know that umpha that we have in us? That's money. All we have to do is convert it. 
And if you don't know how to convert it, again, fall back on what I said earlier, get yourself a team. And a team doesn't have to be a high price paid team. When you're sitting talking to your financial planner, when after yoga class, when you're sitting having a cup of coffee with the, the people in your yoga class, you talk to them about your great idea. You talk to them about your passion, right? Yeah. And you convert the intangible, Stacy, into tangibles. That's where the money is, Stacy. I love how you say, if you can't, I mean, we all have it in us, but if you can't see it and you need help, you get that team. You work with a business coach. You work with a career consultant. You get, you know, what color is my parachute? God knows how many books there are about that. But so often we just need to give ourselves permission. We just need to give ourselves permission to go after it. And I I really want to end on this because I know I've had my own journey that I'm going to be completely authentic and honest with. Some women have a love-hate relationship with money. We know we need it. We know it gives us opportunities. We know it gives us possibilities and a secure future. But I know for myself, I've always struggled with wanting lots of money and the other little piece in my mind saying, Stace, you're being greedy. If you take it, it's not going to be there for someone else. And someone else might need it more than you. And why do you think you're worth earning X, Y, and Z? And I have gone through this journey, and I think many other women have gone through this journey too, that I've come to a place where I embrace money that comes my way. I feel worthy of money that comes my way. And what makes me the happiest is that the money I have, I'm able to use to do good, right? Right. Of course, there's the you take care of you first. But once you get yourself in that position, we all have that responsibility to do good. And knowing that the more financially sound I am, the more financially successful I am, the more I can share that and make a huge difference in my family's life, in my community's life, in the people I love. And it's such an important thing because, you know, we have, I feel like women in particular, I mean, men too, but I feel like women in particular, we have such a complicated relationship with money and sometimes not as healthy as it, it should be. But I want to bring it back to you, Mia. The time has flown by and I would love for you to share how our listeners can find out more about your amazing firm. Also, if you want to share your website there, so that they can reach and find out a little bit more about the six-part series that you spoke about. And ladies, don't worry, we'll make sure that we put all of this in show notes as well. But I'd love to give you the floor just to talk a little bit about how, how our amazing listeners can find out a little bit more about what you're doing. Well, thank you, Stacey. And it's been a great, fast time that I've spent with you. So you can find me online. My website is www.com nylawsa.com. The name of my firm is the law firm of Poppy and Associates. And my name is Mia Poppy and Poppy is spelled P-O-P-P-E. And if you go to my website, there is a link for all of my videos. And so you can peruse one of my, I don't know, maybe I have 40 videos um, that are online. Yeah. But the six part series is there the anatomy of a divorce. And as Stacy mentioned earlier, you can just 
pick whichever topic you want. You don't have to start with one and go through six. You can go immediately and listen to part six, getting to your real happily ever after to jumpstart your inspiration for your new journey. So, you know, Stacey, thank you. And I just, you know, thanks to all of your listeners. And I really do deeply, I wish you not only a real happily ever after, but a real happily ever after that is financially secure. You just made my heart skip a beat. So thank you so much, Mia, for being here and giving us what I think is one of the most important messages we've ever received. So thank you. And off to a good 2021 to you and to everyone listening. So I don't know about you, but I'm not going to look at my cupboards in any way. Normally there might be Skittles hidden in there, but I can tell that now there's actually money. But that capital in my cupboard, well, it's actually in me and it's in you. But before I go into the rest of our our podcast today, I want to tell you about a great resource for you. We have a wonderful second opinion here at Francis Financial. A second opinion really looks at your overall financial picture, your investments, your finances, and gives you, well, a second opinion. Are you on track? Are there tweaks you could make? Or are there things that you really need to shift in your life to make sure that you're financially secure? Because we here are improving lives, lives through financial and personal empowerment. And that's what it's all about. And that's what Mia spoke about so clearly is empowering ourselves and not letting our beliefs limit us. Gave us great tips about how we can move through divorce the right way with the right team and knowing, and this is the most important message I think of of all today, knowing that what's most important is that you have the right team. And of course, that team is a matrimonial attorney and and maybe a financial, but that team is also a counselor, a therapist, a girlfriend, a career counselor, a business coach, whoever you need it to be. Don't travel through this journey alone. Make sure you have the support you need so you can be that rock for you, that rock for your loved ones, that rock for your kids. And most importantly, thank you for tuning in to Financially Ever After. It was wonderful to have you here and we can't wait to see you in two weeks.